Oh, you crazy! You want to be crazy? No, I'll show you crazy! You Listen, I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. No? We're like, da, 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 da. we're not crazy! Everybody knows you never go full retard. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. We had a fucking book for one. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Picasso is dead. Walt Disney is dead. I'm dead. Steve Jobs is dead. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Welcome to the Mentally Gone Podcast. And welcome back to yet another podcast episode of Mentally Gone. Uh, this is episode 18. My name is Callie Lacerda. I'm Gabriela Lacerda Lopes. Lacerda Lopes. And <laughs> yesterday was the Super Bowl. Yes. And today's Valentine's Day. Today's Valentine's Day. So... Uh, Julia Fox uh, officially broke up with Kanye West on Instagram. <laughs> and people are hating on Kendrick's performance at, at the halftime show. So let's let's begin. Let's start. Let's go. Let's start with the Super Bowl in general, right? Um, you raised an interesting idea. You said that maybe the Super Bowl was rigged in favor of the L.A. Rams yep. because it was set in L.A. Mm-hmm. and they, they did the whole halftime performance. It was very West Side heavy, right? West Coast heavy. Right. Uh, so it would only make sense for you to play at home, have this amazing halftime show, and then also leave with the trophy. So so you think it was rigged? Probably. Be- oh. Well, see, I don't know how it works with football, right? Because there there was <clears> a call. Well, no, there was a foul that the Bengals did on the Rams, mm-hmm. right? Where he pulled it, his helmet. But it wasn't called. So that yeah. that might be an indicator that maybe it isn't rigged in favor of the Rams or it isn't rigged at all. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It just seemed so convenient that it was like West Coast rappers, right? Like OGs to, mm-hmm. you know, big, biggest names in hip hop. Not just that, but making this was, a performance. But this was the first time that uh, hip hop artists alone took over the Super Bowl stage. Mm. Because usually it's like a participating artist, a participating hip hop rapper. And then there's usually like a pop star. Yes, like Maroon 5. Maroon 5, Justin Timberlake, uh, Madonna, Michael Jackson. Right. uh, What's the other one I was thinking of? Prince. So all rappers or hip-hop artists. Right, right. And then then people, obviously everybody has something to criticize. Everybody has an opinion to express. And then after the halftime show, people immediately went to Twitter and started talking about how uh, Kendrick Lamar was the odd one out and how uh, they would have preferred if they had swapped Kendrick Lamar with Ice Cube because then it would complete that whole West Coast traditional OG vibe. And some people were even saying that they didn't appreciate the fact that Mary J. Blige was performing because she was this like, she, she's more like R and B than pure hip hop and rap. Right. And it just felt out of place as well because everything was flowing in between artists, you know, like um, they started off with Dre and Snoop and then it transitioned to 50 Cent and then it transitioned to Mary J. Blige. And then from Mary J. Blige, it went to, I think it was Eminem or Kendrick. 
Kendrick. Yeah, yeah Kendrick and, and then, then Eminem. Eminem. Right. Right. So right in the middle, you kind of disrupt that flow of just like something that could have been crazy in terms of lyricism and just flow and just the, you know, the essence of rap itself. So like, where do you stand on those two spectrum, if anywhere at all? And do you agree, disagree? Like what, like what, like what's your take on the halftime show? I think, okay, so, so obviously they were going for an OG vibe, right? Like they were going for um, people who have been in the hip hop industry for a, a while now, years. And I think, look, the whole thing about Kendrick being in it, obviously I enjoyed Kendrick being in it. And I and I think that it's to me it's fitting, right? Because it's like you're connecting like the older generation. It's not like Kendrick is that far behind them. It's not like he's this new school rapper in comparison to them, right? Like he just came in a little like a little bit later. So I think and and he always represents like Compton and and represents like the West Coast, even though he's is he from he's from, he's from He's from Compton? Oh, because yeah. I've heard him call himself like the king of New York too, right? Or yeah, is that... but that's just a shot yeah, at yeah. East Coast. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's like, oh, I'm I'm from the West Coast, but I still can take over the East. Mm-hmm. But see, so I think it's fitting. And if anything, like 50 Cent is not from the West Coast, but he still performed. Right. And he was a surprise performance. Right. Because he wasn't listed on the lineup. And I think, okay, so with the Mary J. Blige um, situation, I enjoyed her performance and I was actually pleasantly surprised because I don't know much about Mary J. Blige and I haven't heard many of her songs, if any at all, which is like, obviously that's, you know, people will will take that. Yeah, like people will take that as a shock. Like what? Like how could you not have? Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, People have different tastes. Like, obviously, just like you said, she's more R&B and her performance was much more vocal, like singing, like yeah. uh, performance. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. I didn't think it it didn't fit. I thought that it was all like it was all, just all interesting. Like, even if it didn't necessarily like flow mm-hmm. in a certain way, I still thought it was, you know, enjoyable to watch. One thing that's interesting that um, I just laughed a lot at is that there's this meme going around involving 50 Cent's performance mm-hmm. and his part in the halftime show. And basically they're comparing his original video that was released in like 2003 where he's also hanging upside down with what he did at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously a little bit more chubby, you know, like he like he's been eating good since then, you know. <laughs> And then people on Twitter and like Reddit, they compared the two and they said like, oh, like you can see how impactful the inflation has been. <laughs> the fifty dollars now a dollar, you know. So fifty cents to a dollar. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the fifty cent is now a dollar. Yeah. And there's just like countless memes. There's like one of Batman hanging upside down. Of of just it's crazy. So even that was interesting to me because. Like fat shaming, right? In this PC culture, everybody complains about, oh, like you you have to be politically correct and you have to be right. very inclusive of all, of everybody. Right. But then again, it's like people are okay with, you know, like meme culture. Right. Like where do you establish that, that middle ground? Like what's going on there? 
And they're so quick to point out a person's like change in appearance. Like they did it with Adele when she lost weight, right? Like they were saying, oh, we're not fat shaming Adele, but she looks so much better now, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's like they're so quick to, to, you know, make a, a statement or a judgment or an opinion on people's appearance, especially celebrities. But then they're also the same ones that are like that, especially want celebrities to be politically correct and not you know not make those comparisons and not make statements that are um that are out there if that makes sense speaking of adele i don't don't know if you heard but um she she recently partook in an event in awards ceremony that's like not like non-binary or gender fluid Mm-hmm. And she, during that event, she said that she's proud and happy, I guess, to be a woman. And she's getting backlash for that, for just expressing that she's happy being a woman and that and that she feels good being a woman. See, so so what? So it's OK for you to express that you're happy being whatever you feel you are. But then if someone if someone just says that they're happy being like who they are mm-hmm. and it's not part of this, you know, um, it's community fitting. right it's not part of the you know lgbtq whatever community then it's like you're you're not free to express that without someone like criticizing or over analyzing it and you're being a hypocrite because yeah. you're going against everything you stand for which is mass inclusion you know yeah so i i just found that interesting um what was i going to say next uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I just got a brain fart. Well, I was going to say when I saw 50 Cent, I I even like asked you, I was like, is that 50 Cent? Yeah. I thought that they couldn't get the real 50 Cent. And then they got like they got like That's someone to, to yeah like to come in for him that'll be funny and perform and then just do like a lip sync you know as I thought that they were doing it because like that's an iconic music video I forget the song that he did it for but that's an iconic club. is it that song yeah. so yeah and then he's like doing the the crunches or whatever hanging yeah, upside yeah. down I don't think he did crunches at the halftime show I yeah think, no. I think he just hung there because he can't do crunches anymore i don't think but all that (laughs) but i did not think it was him like as as like horrible as that sounds like i like i was in shock i guess because i haven't seen like i'm not on social media that much and i haven't seen 50 cent or what he looks like now Mm -hmm. and that's why i even said like wow like dr dre looks exactly the same as he did like not too long ago never ages right and then yeah and snoop dogg either but then you look at like i i just saw 50 cent and just caught me off guard and i i understand why people like make comments because then they're you know it's yeah. it's just honest opinions which can come off like fucked up or whatever mm. but it's like we're in like a culture where everything is verbalized and just like put on the table and then obviously you risk getting canceled or you risk like mm-hmm. but then you or you're making statements that that come across as as like you said it's like it's like hypocritical because people wouldn't like that to be done to them. To them so yeah. it's like no one is is conscious or aware of what they're doing, but they're doing it a lot and we do it a lot. Do you think it's possible to cancel cancel culture? 
like what <laughs> if what if the majority of people because i believe that the majority of people are not the majority of people do not reside within this whole cancer culture ism right cancer yeah this <laughs> this whole cancer it's a culture cancer. it is a cancer it is it is like <laughs> that culture is a cancer in my opinion uh what if everybody just just decided that they're sick and tired of it and they just deliberately went against the tide and just decided to everybody to just band together and just fuck your cancel culture fuck your feelings fuck your your pronouns fuck your whatever and you you know what i mean there look there are a few people right because like for example we're we're against cancel culture like we don't understand the the well at least i don't understand the concept of cancel culture right Mm -hmm. because it's like people like everybody fucks up and just because your mistakes are not publicized or highlighted to everyone in the world it it like it doesn't excuse things that you've done if that makes sense you know so people feel like high and mighty to like put someone else down when they slip up or whatever but then like no one is perfect right so they themselves are also doing shit that that if that was brought to light would in turn receive a cancel right it's like so i don't agree with it and i was gonna say that we saw an interesting video of someone like responding to joe rogan's reaction after the whole um n-word spiel and the and the whole like covid misinformation stuff and he he was black and he said that he doesn't agree with this like trying to cancel joe rogan Mm -hmm. because of just how much like just how much he's brought to podcasting and also i forgot what exactly he said but basically that that he he was saying that people had to see it in context and stuff and that he he doesn't understand like weaponizing somebody's mistakes instead of just allowing them to to like to to not affect you right and then to just let people fuck up and do whatever whatever they do but learn from their right but but don't and also don't let it affect you like don't let their words or their actions have power over you that you're Mm -hmm. so like preoccupied about like bringing them down and like canceling them or whatever else I think cancel culture is rooted in jealousy because Mm. even we've recently um, in our videos on YouTube, for example, like we've been getting a few hate comments here and there. Yeah. And just today I got a comment that was was um, basically calling me out for not being a fan of Mary J. Blige in our reaction video. And then the guy said something along the lines of, of course, you had to hate on the only uh black woman in the video okay bro and like that was the comment and that got me thinking it's like people hate the idea of you garnering influence and you having a platform and creating a platform for yourself to speak and them failing at it themselves and then i and then i went on to this um person's uh youtube channel and he's like a failed artist like he's someone who's who's putting out music and stuff but gets no traction Mm -hmm. like his videos are all sub sub thousand and so our videos have been gaining traction and doing pretty well recently 
And so that's the same analogy that I'll make with Joe Rogan. I think that Joe Rogan is destroying legacy media, destroying traditional means of communication, of obtaining information. He has innovated every single platform that you can think of. Like even the way that people receive information nowadays is different because of Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. And I think that people just like they're pissed at the fact that these reporters, for example, they have to study, they have to memorize scripts, they have to look presentable, they have to put makeup on, they have to do all this work. And then meanwhile, Joe Rogan just just wakes up after or or right after his jujitsu class, he just walks into his studio, sits down and has millions of people listening and tuning in. Right. And I think people are just mad. I think that that's one of the reasons why they're trying to cancel and destroy him at all means. But the cool thing, though, that I think is that Joe Rogan has been so, so real and just so close to who he is this whole time and has kept himself real in a sense where he hasn't really changed who he is, uh, despite all the attention he's getting and all the money and the contracts. So that like, I don't think he's cancelable. Like, I don't think you can cancel Joe Rogan. Like if Spotify drops him and says like, hey, like you're too controversial. We need you to tidy up a little bit, straighten up your act uh he said on a recent podcast he said like then i'm out and as soon as he's out another platform will just offer even even more money you know double it hey joe come on on you know like no restrictions and that's it so he's not gonna be cancelable ever but like i just think that's beautiful like that's fighting cancel culture like that's canceling cancel culture like they can't touch him and there were so many people that hadn't heard of Joe Rogan before, but then after seeing like all the controversy surrounding him, went to start listening to his podcast because they were like, you know what? We are against like what you guys are trying to do by sabotaging what what someone is like extremely passionate about. Like he goes he goes like the extra mile, right? Like you've said, he's recorded multiple episodes in one day and they're hours long, mm-hmm. right? So think about just like how how much perseverance and persistence like he's put into this thing that people aren't even just trying to, to censor, but are trying to completely make it... Um, Absolute. Right, just, just not exist anymore. Like they're yeah. trying to take it down because there were people saying this podcast cannot exist anymore but think about like think about like what like that's his livelihood you know what i'm saying like and and what like what you said like he's a very like even though people may sorry may not agree with all of his opinions he's a very like um transparent person yeah transparency is key so i don't know where i was going with this but anyways he spoke about that exact thing that you just brought up, he, he said that in a recent episode. He said that um, one thing that every human being can can sniff out is someone who's not genuine. Mm. So if you're full of shit, if you're not genuine, uh, people can pick up on that super quickly. So it's all about being like transparent. So it doesn't really matter if you're if you're uh, disseminating misinformation, quote unquote, being that it's mainly just his opinions and his thoughts. If it's just him genuinely having a conversation with someone and just articulating his ideas, exercising his thoughts, and that's what a conversation is. It's, it's like it's like an exercise. Right. It's like a tennis match. You know, like I'll I'll throw my ball and then you hit it back and then we'll do this, you know, exchange. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully after the conversation, both of us leave the table a little bit better because of it. And so 
he he said that he said that his impact and the reason he's become who he is is because he's always just been himself he's always been real with people it's like he's always owned up to his bullshit as well like he'll get things wrong and then the, the next day on the next episode he'll address it and say hey guys i fucked up mm -hmm. or i used to think this way but i'll admit that that way wasn't the best way and now i've evolved and i'm thinking this way right so he's growing and we're just witnessing that like we're witnessing a curious human being growing in the span of 10 plus years mm -hmm. yeah. and i guess what people don't realize is it's just like i said before it's so different when you're in the public eye because you can't always catch yourself mm -hmm. right like every single time you might say something wrong or might do something wrong you have to be so self-conscious about it during an, a, a just a conversation that should just be natural and that's what he's aiming for and that's why there are stuff that's said or done that that might rub people off the wrong way because it's just happening in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's just unraveling as it does with people off camera. It just so happens that this is happening for him on camera. And like you said, he's growing. It's a process like he's been doing this for years. And and even with the whole like N word controversy, he says he hasn't said it in, in so long that that's just how much it's changed because maybe subconsciously he's become more aware of what can and can't be said right. like live on a podcast, right? Yeah. And I was going to say that there were even like 200 and something doctors that wrote an open letter saying that he he should not be allowed to, to sp spread exactly. misinformation about COVID Meanwhile, like I don't I don't like or agree with the word spread because I don't think that he's spreading or like advocating for any sort of of like firm belief on COVID or or certain facts. I think that he just has his opinions and he has conversations and he gathers information from vi virologists. Is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. Virologists and, and doctors and whatever. And then just is just having a conversation. It's all free flow, you know. Yeah. And I don't think that the word spread should like is is used for someone who's not like actively tweeting, like posting, like trying to like push and influence people's opinions because he's just simply having conversation. So it's not it's not spreading anything. It just so happens that he has millions of listeners mm -hmm. and that's Again, like if you're listening to anything, you have to formulate your own opinions. You you should never allow someone or what someone is saying sway your perspective, right? You should just take it as as knowledge if you agree with it or don't agree with it and apply it however you like. And that's it. I think people are giving too much credit to influencers. Right. Versus the people who are being influenced. Like the like the, everyone who's being influenced, they aren't all children mm -hmm. a lot of them are adults so you're capable of formulating your own thoughts and opinions mm -hmm. like you're a grown-ass adult so instead of targeting influencers like joe rogan for spreading misinformation which are which in context is just his opinions and his ideas and thoughts why don't you just turn to the people who are are following his his conversations and taking everything at face value and just implementing everything immediately into their lives. It's like, exactly. those are the people that are tone deaf. It's like, you should have enough self awareness and awareness of the world to, to make your own assessment of what someone's saying. So if, 
if we said right now on this podcast that everybody should drink bleach in order to cure certain disease and then people listening to this who do that like they're idiots for it like they lack the basic abilities to discern what's real and what's stupid and what's sarcastic you know right and that's why i think people are failing nowadays it's just like basic social skills you know the ability to read sarcasm the ability to take a joke people lack humor nowadays like they can't take jokes anymore like you can't joke about anything Mm -hmm. and that's why i think comedy is the most important thing and that's why joe rogan's podcast again is very popular because he has on comedians uh philosophers physicians nobel peace you know like nobel prize winners he has this like vast gamut of people and he stays the same person throughout every single conversation and that's a testament to who he is and and of his character his strength of character Mm -hmm. so he's not this guy who's like manipulative and and like posting and tweeting step by step uh misinformation guides of like oh like you should do this and this and this and fuck the cdc and all this bullshit and speaking of the cdc one thing that you pointed out to me that i found interesting is that the cdc said that that you can only spread misinformation that's approved by the cdc that's been confirmed like for example the that's the craziest thing i've ever heard (laughs) the whole like surfaces right germs on surfaces that was misinformation that's been confirmed by the cdc as being misinformation so why don't we cancel the cdc (laughs) why cancel joe rogan i don't understand that that i I I don't understand that because, again, like, isn't our right to have freedom of speech? Yeah. So whatever I say right now, if I say that I didn't get the vaccine and maybe I didn't get it because I'm skeptical of shit that's in it and the outcome of what will happen, right? Mm -hmm. I should be allowed to say that without getting like slandered or people saying like oh now you're influencing all your listeners not to get the vaccine like no i'm me you like you're you and i hate that everything is like moving in trends now it's like everyone just moves like a swarm of of bees like towards this thing everybody's like a walking zombie nobody themselves nobody look there were there were rarely people talking about the whole joe rogan thing as soon as like there was controversy about it was because of the Robert Malone episode, apparently, because there was things that Robert Malone was saying. He's a doctor about Corona, right? But as soon as like one little thing is like pointed out, you just see like short clips, right? Snippets. They take they take a sentence. No, I bet you ninety percent of these people did not watch the entire episode. Yeah, there's no context. It's it's like you said, it's all surface level. It's all like Face value. everything is being consumed on media without without any further digging, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's the same can be said about what we say or do on 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 um, social media platforms or on podcasts or when we're expressing ourselves. Mm-hmm. It'll always be taken on the surface level so if i said i i don't know any mary j blige songs people will just get offended instead of just like oh look she has this and this song that's that's really good you should like listen to it mm-hmm. it's like everybody's so ready to attack it's like everybody's so like on the on the defense all the time and i think that we've just like programmed this like victim mindset this like defense mindset this like we have to stand up for ourselves mindset but it's gotten so crazy like it's gotten so out of control it's like you can't say anything i can't like 
I sometimes will hold myself back from saying anything about the vaccine because, no, I haven't gotten it and I don't care. I'm not going to get it. And that's just my opinion. I ha- I'm pretty sure I got COVID and I fought it off mm-hmm. and I'm OK. That's not to be. I'm not saying that it's not a serious thing. I'm just saying that this was my experience. It's my opinion. It's my stance. Yeah. And that's it. And fuck, like, that's fuck it. Everybody like, else. fuck everyone else. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not telling you or your grandma or your mom not to get it. That's it. And that's what they try to, like, make him to be a villain about, too. Because he said, if you're young and healthy, like, you know, maybe you don't really need the vaccine. Maybe that's just his opinion. No, like, and, that's and it. There have been recent studies that say that um, if you did get COVID, your natural immunity is i don't know how many times more effective against covid than the vaccines are so people who have gotten covid recovered and developed natural immunity are much more immune Mm. to covid than people who got the vaccine and the boosters that has been recently proven by some study but one quick point that that i just want to make on on what you said that blows my mind is that people nowadays they're so lazy when it comes to furthering their understanding and acquiring more information about something. Right. But they're not lazy when it comes to pointing out and raging and protesting someone about their lack of knowledge on a certain subject. Mm -hmm. So people will cancel others for their misinformation and for their lack of information. And they'll, you know, put on this whole show of just outrage culture, cancel culture. Karens. Karens. (laughs) But they won't put in the work and the time and the discipline necessary to develop their own understanding of said subject. And a lot of these people are just completely ignorant towards what they're like, just like you said, it's just a herd mentality. Like they just follow everybody and they just want to be accepted. And so that's why, that's why I said like, there has to be a way to cancel cancel culture. And that's the only way for us to progress in society and continue our, our, our progress as it should be, you know, instead of this whole PC culture, I think it's made everybody super just fragile, paranoid, and you can't really have progress in that environment. Like you're just like, you just feel refined. You can't say anything. You can't joke. You can't look at someone. You can't do anything. I feel like it, I feel like it just limits you. Right. Yeah. It like, just like I said, I feel it right when when I'm sitting here, I feel the weight of what I'm saying. Like, even if we have a few hundred listeners or whatever it is, or a couple thousand. Right. Right, Because it could come bite you. In right. The ass in I feel the weight of like what I'm saying and and it feels limiting. Right. It's mm-hmm. like. It's like I, like you can't say anything that will it, just like we said it's it's there's two sides of a coin right so if you're advocating for expressing yourself openly then this then it has to be said for the opposing opinion of your opinions like that's it just has to you can't you can't advocate for freedom of expression and freedom of self-expression and freedom of 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 speech right if if that can't be said for the opposing side and we saw that with the whole mass conflict the people who were against wearing masks right it was like they were fucking villains for doing for wanting to go outside and not wear a mask like i'm not saying that you like 
maybe you should have worn a mask, right? Like that, maybe that was wrong, not wearing a mask because of the spread of COVID, whatever, right? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But it's like you're advocating for self-expression. These are people's strong opinions and beliefs. This is what they're expressing and they're standing for it. And that's that's up to them. It's like you have to decide what you're going to allow to influence you, right? Like, what are you going to allow to interfere with your life and your peace? And like nowadays, everybody will find anything to to just like pick, like pick at, you know? It's it's just like they did with the Travis Scott Asherworld concert, right? In reality, look, everybody blamed Travis, but where, like, where was the blame for the the people who hosted the event? right the, they breached the gate the security gates right so shouldn't have that like shouldn't that have been a red flag enough to be more aware of like what kind of concert it might have turned out to be yeah. again like these are just strong opinions it's like people are gonna still say like oh but travis like was seeing it and and what about the hosts of the event too like you like people want to just like grasp at one person to blame and then just like put all of this like pent up rage and and whatever else they're feeling misery and whatever because of how they've been feeling the past two years especially with the pandemic and just like pour it out on one individual and bring them down because then they feel like they've accomplished something because maybe they're not accomplishing anything else at all and that's where i stand and it's a it's gonna be an unpopular opinion and i'm ranting right now but that's how i feel and speaking of masks at the super bowl you could see that almost nobody was wearing a mask. Right. And that's another thing that just blows my mind. It's like everybody, like all of these celebrities, artists, actors, people who are known to be a part of the liberal left, you know, Hollywood, uh, PC culture, a lot of them were not wearing a mask, most of them. And so my question then becomes, oh, so COVID is over? Because if you watch the recent Super Bowl, you would assume that COVID was never a thing mm. because everywhere you would look when it pointed to the crowd, nobody was wearing a mask. Almost nobody but was. Do you think that's because they were requiring a vaccination card? I don't know if they were requiring a vaccination card because Jay-Z was uh, seen wearing a mask mm-hmm. and his daughter was wearing a mask. But he wasn't wearing a mask the whole time. But he was one of the few celebrities that I saw that had a mask in their possession. Everybody else was just maskless. So I wonder now, let us know, were they requiring vaccines at the Super Bowl? Because if not, then exactly what you said. It's like, why do we get to pick and choose the events and the the occasions on which to wear a mask and not to wear a mask? So I have this theory (laughs) that... There's this theory. There's this theory where <laughs> I think I think that a lot of the events that have been happening recently from the Super Bowl yesterday to Julia Fox posting on her Instagram 
her current situation with Kanye, confirming that they broke up, to Rihanna revealing that she's pregnant. All of these events have been happening almost back to back. And I think it's intentionally to draw our attention away from the world events that are currently unfolding. Right. Like Russia has recently confirmed that they will begin an attack on the Ukraine on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. this Wednesday. And that could potentially start or be the beginning of a third world war. Because if that occurs, the world is going to be divided as to like, like who's wrong and who's right. And then America is going to get involved. France is going to get involved. Like everybody's already involved, China, North Korea, and all these countries for the most part, like all of them have nuclear powers. So it's like, we're edging to like on the brink of destruction and all anybody can think about is how beautiful Rihanna's belly is. Right. Or how 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 Julia Fox is a Kim Kardashian clone. Or, or how, how how crazy Kanye's been on Instagram. Right. Like stuff and like that. Even that, it's like these people get paid very well, very handsomely, very generously. And I think they have a purpose. I think they know exactly what they're doing. I think Kanye knows exactly what he's doing with this whole Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson, his Instagram posts. Like, it's like all attention on me. Look over here. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at me dancing. Look at me going crazy again. Oh, I'm so <laughs> crazy. And then meanwhile, Russia is about to fucking right. start World War Three. So it's like it just blows my mind. About that real quick. Come on, guys. If you really genuinely think that Kanye is having a mental episode and that this is not planned at all. Yeah. And that he's just being crazy and like he's actually insane enough to create these memes and post them for absolutely no reason. Or just because he's mad. Like you have to be so again, like it's just so right. It seriously like you this is the whole thing about like wake up like open your eyes like this is all marketing it's all it's 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 all right and it's and it's genius right because he did announce an album coming out again Mm -hmm. so like how perfect of the timing is it that now he's like saying like oh that's why kid cuddy's not gonna be on the next donda right like Mm -hmm. it's all to bring attention to what they're gonna put out it's to bring in more revenue it's to bring in more money it's like you guys really think just that he's like off his meds like they're saying like they they're like making jokes about it or like feeling sad like pity like oh no like kanye's like off his meds again like he's he's having a breakdown like it's because of his divorce and whatever maybe this guy is just genuinely like enjoying the the attraction and attention he's getting just making these posts like the civil war poster with you know like he's a troll it's like it's like come on guys really like you real like there's more layers to it than than what you're just thinking you have to stop imposing your own opinions on on the lives of other people especially celebrities like you have absolutely zero clue what the fuck is going on in their lives zero clue what I find hilarious and very interesting is that Kanye has developed a very interesting pattern. For Donda, he began a beef with Drake yeah. right, to boost album sales. Both of them ended up very well paid after after said beef and, and then immediately made up after said beef, right? 
And I think that for Donda 2, he thought to himself, well, I can't beef with Drake anymore because we made up for Larry Hoover, right? And so beefing with Drake would just disrupt the whole image surrounding Larry Hoover's initiative, right? Which is a very... Um, uh, a very charitable cause, right? right? Like unifying, yeah, yeah. people, right? So now he's like searching and scrambling. He's like, "What can I do to boost the attention around Donda too?" Mm-hmm. And the, the biggest thing that he could do is beef with his best friend because of the Pete Davidson thing. So and he's just yeah. adding layers onto it and beef with Pete Davidson. Yeah, it's like, like honestly, look, who did nothing wrong. It, the if, guy did nothing wrong. If you haven't seen the the signs already, it happened with Ye and Scorpion, right? Look at all of the of the Back beef that was that was building up before those two big album drops. Like, come on, really? Like, do you really think all those singles were were legitimately like you know them like really angry with each other going back and forth no they were thinking you know what if i do put out a diss if i do put out the single if i do help push a t on this new project or whatever it's all gonna bring more publicity Mm -hmm. to the projects that they're gonna put out it's like that's always been the case with almost every rapper and beefing in the industry it's like it just brings more traction it happened with mgk trying to trying to get publicity dissing Off eminem, eminem yeah. it's like and he did it worked and eminem, it, and worked. it worked for eminem too exactly it always works eminem is known for dissing people since like how for however long right since the christina Aguilera times it's literally made like it's literally added to his fame you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. Oh, like people are so they they're just so <laughs> gullible. That's what it is. It's just gullibility. It's like, oh no, like look, now now he's like coming at Kid Cudi. Oh no, like what like why is he doing this? Kid Cudi had such great songs. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, like I bet you in a couple months time they're going to make up and then drop uh, like a project or something. That's a song what I was going to say. I bet Ay-ay. you. I bet you and this is on record. I bet you that Kid Cudi is going to be either in the Donda 2 release or in the deluxe edition after the fact. Because after it releases, he might like bullshit everybody and say like, oh, like we we made up. Uh, Kid Cudi called me because like that's something that kind of loves to say. It's like, oh, like yeah, he, he um, called, called me mm-hmm. and we had a conversation, whatever. And that's another thing. It's like these people are very smart. Kid Cudi is a mushroom enthusiast. He used the DMT. He's very egoless, right? And for him to take offense to everything that Connie's been saying, I think that that's so, so below Kid Cudi and so below even Kanye because like both of them have this like mutual respect, you know, like um, Kanye, Kanye picked Kid Cudi up when he was at his lowest point, when he was depressed, when, when he was contemplating suicide, you know, and he explained all of that in his documentary on amazon uh i I think it's called my name is scott or something like that yeah uh so that is a testament to their friendship like to their bond so kid cuddy isn't going to just turn around and just abandon kanye when he's having this mental outrage you know and call him a dinosaur like i I thought that was so so like comical right it's like when it's like satirical yeah it's like to me it comes off so fake 
It's like both of them just just oh, texted you, each other yeah. and so like all right and then and then I'm gonna call you a dinosaur and stuff and and then and then we'll like start this fake like, beef. Like I know? don't want to be on your album, you fucking dinosaur or it's whatever. Like kids. It's like yeah. It's like what? First of all, he I'm sure they've both enjoyed working together because they've produced great stuff together. Kids, with, Ghost right. is an amazing album. Exactly, yeah. and what I was gonna say too is look. Before we get back on topic with the whole Ukraine thing, because again we're like feeding. Oh, we don't into, have to get on. Yeah, we we're feeding wherever. into like the masses, right? Like we're yeah. getting distracted by, and that's that's life, I guess, right? Yeah, that's, that's life. life. Yeah. How's the song go? That's, that's life. life. Yeah, Joker. <laughs> Anyways, which is in production for Joker too, by the way. Oh shoot! Really? Yeah. With Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Really? Oh shoot! I'm that's gonna for that. be great. Ooh, and shit. and the Batman's coming out, which I'm super excited for. You think Batman will make an appearance in the Joker too? Uh, because it maybe. ends with with little Bruce. I think that Joaquin Witnessing. Phoenix might be in the Robert Pattinson Batman. I think. That I don't know be... though. I don't know though. Like I don't know if it's a separate universe as far as the Joker's concerned. But there was a tease in the Batman trailer where Batman is like visiting Arkham Asylum, I think, and he's talking to someone that has the Joker's laugh. And it would be so dope to me if that was Joaquin Phoenix. And then in Joker 2, Robert it, Pattinson reappears in it, you know? It looked like different timelines, though. Yeah, yeah. That's but the thing. Because the, same time, it the new Batman coming out looks like, a, like an older timeline. But Joker is set. In older times. Oh right, right because of I the, think it's the set TV in the same sitcom. Times. Yeah, it just comes off as being set not like not, not long insane. ago because it was recorded in Newark. Yeah, <laughs> and I and see then. Newark every day, or I did, and so it's like I'm yeah. like, yeah, this this looks right. But anyways, I was gonna say back to the whole Kanye thing, right? Think about when. Pusha T said that whole thing about like OVO 40 hunched over like he 80, six, six, right? Six. How yeah. much time he got that man is sick, 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 right? Anyway, so think about like Drake saying like, oh no, like that was appalling or whatever, right? But here is Kanye still very close to Pusha. Mm. So if that was so unforgiving, then why would he ever make amends with Kanye who was the root of all of this unraveling yeah you know that's how you know that it's all publicity it's, it's all like publicity he stuff. was so triggered by the things that were being said in the push of this right which was obviously encouraged by kanye and 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 brought up because of kanye so then why would it so quickly and then the whole thing about him like fucking kim right and the kiki song and then drake wasn't really Sickle responding mode. to to the whole like if that happened or not right and then kanye put the video like saying oh and the kiki and whatever like all offended if he also was so triggered by the things that were said by drake then why then would it have been so easy to make amends meanwhile he's like beefing with pete davidson because he is with his ex-wife yeah. now yeah. so it's like What's the line, you know, like what's yeah. the line between what's real and what's made up for <laughs> I like to imagine clicks. I like to imagine that all these artists and celebrities they create these fake beefs 
and it's all orchestrated. It's all planned, preordained by their uh, PR team, by their camps, and they all communicate with each other beforehand. And then they come out with these beefs, and it's a successful beef when the public and the fans of each artist develop this strong hatred towards the opposite team. And then, and then they just become like, there's so much emotional capital invested in these beefs, right? People saying team P and hashtag team Kanye, hashtag team Drake, hashtag team Pusha, team Meek Mill. And then at the end of the beef, they're all having fun, partying at the same house, at the same venue, and just counting their their money, just 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 laughing hysterically, like ah, like we did it again. And, so, oh, keep going. No, sorry. No, yeah. And okay. and the extent of it doesn't even just ju doesn't even just go for reality because people have done this with movie characters. They did it with freaking Twilight team team Jacob, Jacob team Edward. Ed, Ed, Edward. I didn't even watch Twilight like that. I knew that too well, I think. And then I it's like, <laughs> yeah, that was too quick. I was too quick with that. I one. couldn't even think of it. I was like, Edwin. I was like, Edward, uh, Jacob. <laughs> I was like, Jacob. What team were you, babe? <laughs> anyway, so like even that, right? Like people were getting like all upset. Like, oh, how could you be team Jacob when this and that? Like, oh my gosh, like these are fictional characters. Right. And people apply like and people apply that to these celebrities as if they're watching a movie. And to everything if you think about it. Like as even if, even non being entities like Apple versus right. um, Samsung. T Mobile versus AT and T versus Verizon. Like McDonald's versus Burger King. <laughs> it's so crazy. Coke versus Pepsi. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. People love that. And that's a like, like, that's just something that's innate, you know? Damn. And, uh, we just have since the beginning of time. People like binary. Uh, people like to simplify their reality in terms of binary understanding, meaning it's like zero and ones, right? Mm -hmm. So it's either you're either team A or team B. You either love this and hate this. Like, there's no in it's, between. It's black and white all right. the time. Right, because because that's where acceptance comes, you know, right. like Europe's like you want to be accepted by one of these two already formulated teams. And it's harder and way more nerve wracking for you to just wander by yourself and develop a path towards the middle ground and establish a middle ground alone mm -hmm. because there's nobody there. Nobody is courageous enough to say, like, fuck you, fuck you. I kind of like both. So I'm going to stand in the middle. Like, right. Not too many people do that. And so it's just easier for you to just boom. Oh, I'm going to just uh, cancel this person because everybody else is canceling. All of my friends from school are canceling Joe Rogan. So I'm a cancel too. Yeah, fuck Joe Rogan, whatever. Even if I'm a huge fan of his and I've been listening to his podcast for years, automatically, if my whole liberal arts class decides, oh, like he's a homophobic, he's racist, he's this and this and this. Oh, yeah, he's whatever. Like that's how you destroy individuality like that. Like that's called ideological possession. And you cease to have a soul. You cease to have an opinion. You cease to have your own thoughts. You are a zombie. You walk amongst other zombies. You like we're living in an apocalypse. That's just the reality of it. I truly think it like we've talked about it before. It's rare that someone's opinion is truly their own. It's like we're yeah. always being impacted and influenced by what other people are saying, like what we consume, what we hear, what we what we're digesting. Right. And I feel like it's 
like how rare is it that you have like philosophers back then like they were one of one it was like this is my philosophy Unique and it, ideas yeah and it's some it's something that people have never heard before right yeah. and then that's so rare now because whatever y- you say can be traced back to you know something something else that you may have like heard or picked up on i think that the only way for you to make it in this life in today's age and not even into the in today's age like just like you said like this dates back to the beginning of of everything the only way for you to make it in this life is by being a polarizing figure if you are someone who is just neutral you're not going to make it anywhere and that goes for your professional career if you're just a person who sits in their little cubicle and follows orders and never expresses ideas never takes initiative never does anything you know like that applies to sports if you're just a supportive player a supporting player a person who's just good at giving assists versus being the person that leads plays and makes the plays and makes the calls then you're always going to be on the sidelines you know like it's all about polarizing and that's why every great artist Every great influencer, every great personality that has ever existed was polarizing. People love or hate them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the only way. And that's why I think our show, and this is being a little bit egotistic and that's okay. I think our show is going to be something special, is something special because of that. Because like we are very polarizing because we have strong opinions and we don't um, back down from defending our opinions. Like if somebody wants to call me out on anyth- anything I said here now, I'll have a very extensive conversation with them and present factual um, factual information that has made me think this way or thoughts and, and, and processes that have, have granted me access to this point in time that I reside in. You know what I mean? Right. It's like that's the goal, though. Like that's that's being human. That's that's living, I think anything other than that is just being a prisoner of of people's ideologies what i hope to achieve with this podcast is to just be uncensored you know it's yeah. like i like i want to be what i am outside of this podcast on this podcast mm-hmm. so it's like just like i said right now i still feel like there's there's these like barriers like these these like there's things that I'm very conscious of before sitting down here and speaking, right? And sharing my peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And so I want it to get to a point where it's like Joe Rogan. It's like he freely saying what you feel, what you think, what your ideas are, what your thought process is. And people just need to take it with a grain of salt. And that's it. Like, I'm not going to. You should never allow yourself to like bend and fold under the pressure of like what people are dictating your your opinion should be mm-hmm. it's like you are your own person and that's yeah. and and if you're going to advocate for that for yourself advocate for it for the person that you're criticizing and that's it and that's just how you should live live a little up <laughs> that's how, that's and how you should live your life. life right and i think that's very well said and i think that we should end it right there with that and Damn. And, and people should think okay. about that and just oh, contemplate God. what they're doing in their lives right now. You know, like if you're listening or watching this, like really ask yourself, like, what is it that I'm doing? Like, what is it that I'm aspiring and just working towards? And I'll just end it off with this little thing, um, insight from my morning meditation today. I kept repeating this affirmation to myself. Uh, so so basically, if you meditate and you want to try this out, with every inhale, 
you tell yourself, I am not this body. And with every exhale, you say, I am not even this mind. So I am not this body and I'm not even mm. this mind. And that alone really puts things into perspective, especially when you answer that meditative state, you really start to understand that you are not your body. You are not this, this, this vessel. Like that is not what defines you. You are not your thoughts right now. The, the thoughts and ideas that you have today, you are not that either because you're always evolving. Mm -hmm. So if you view yourself as, as this fluid entity, this spirit, this soul, this energy, this pure energy of the universe, experiencing itself in the human form, which is what I believe in. And I've said this before on the podcast. I think that we're all just the universe experiencing itself in the human form. And so you can't confine and, and define it by this experience. And I think that's, that's really damn like that. I think that exactly what you said, like our experience here transcends just the physical a hundred percent. Like we're, I, I think that that in reality is our purpose this entire time. It's not to focus on our appearance and focus on material possessions and worldly possessions. And it's to, it's to connect and also, and also, um, how do I explain it? Like evolve. Yeah. Connect with something greater and, and, uh, it's, I don't know the word I'm trying to think. It's like, like emit this positive like emit this energy that is emit the right word like emit this energy yeah, yeah. that's inside exude out right exude energy. right yeah, yeah. yeah i didn't know <laughs> what's yeah. emit mean i just thought of it <laughs> i think i think that's right though emit energy yeah like emit light i think so anyway so yeah, yeah. that's that's what i think so that's really interesting then i, I don't really meditate a lot but that's something i need to start doing and that gave me so much sense like so much ease mm -hmm. and that just like relaxed me so much and then it was right after that that we started talking about like avatar and stuff and then i just found myself being so in tune with what you were saying and just so <laughs> it, like like no, no really like just so in the moment and just not in a rush not not anxious about like wanting to come down and just edit like none of that like everything just like dissipated and then i was just like lost in that moment and then like that's the beauty of meditation for me like it's just been very and every time i do it like i do notice a substantial difference and i feel like if i do continue doing it every day um you know consistently and just developing that habit of viewing myself as not myself if that makes sense of more than just myself right like you're more than just what you accomplish you're, you're more than just your failures you're more than just your looks you're more than just your mind your your faults and right. your successes yeah i mean right. that made me so emotional right now that you like were actually emotional why <laughs> you were actually like <laughs> enjoying cry. my whole rant about i, I did was, start actually. getting teary I was you were enjoying there. my whole rant about avatar i told callie that my favorite show of all time is avatar which we're going to discuss on the next episode yeah in depth because i do want to do i'm gonna cry be yeah because i i do want to do a podcast episode about that <laughs> hey because because every time every time i think about avatar like i it just like i told you it just takes oh my god i'm crying it just takes me to like a nostalgic place you know like with like watching with my brother and stuff and i feel like there's just so many like layers 
life lessons that I've just taken from it and still and still feel like I could take more from it every time I watch it. And I've actually been watching it today, too. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's it's such a wholesome show and it's something that I feel like needs its own conversation because mm-hmm. there's just so much more to it. Like I'm I'm not a huge fan of cartoons, right? And I've told you, like I'm not a family guy, Simpsons, uh South Park. Rick and Morty. Right, Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, don't 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 fucking come at me, guys. Like even the Bojack Horseman show, like it, like I have laughs here and there, but it's not like I can't find myself invested in these shows, right? Mm-hmm. But Avatar, like I can watch that a thousand times, and it's just timeless. It's timeless lessons, and and it, and it's absolutely like it's like none of it is in re- in our reality, right? It's not it's not taking place on Earth. It's not like, you know, it's just so it's so there's not much right like it doesn't seem like there's much to relate to but there's so much to like to relate to especially the episode about him like opening his chakras and but anyways yeah so so that was the first time i cried on here we're gonna do a a whole episode well maybe like half (laughs) half of the episode episode. (laughs) yeah about just you know avatar the last airbender and just talk about it I was thinking of my brother. If he, if my mom watches this, my mom said that I need to give her ten dollars every time I mention her on our podcast. So, <laughs> mom, if you're right watching now. this, just tell Frank to watch this episode. Dad, that I miss him. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> All right. So with that, <laughs> and then wrap it up right there. So with that being said, uh, happy Valentine's to everybody listening to this. If you're spending Valentine's (laughs) Day alone, uh, don't. Also, I do want to give out this very serious message. I think that Valentine's Day is a very toxic day. Yeah. I think that it just uh, permeates this this belief that all like you need someone else in order to feel fulfilled and to feel integrated into the broad society right because because everybody that has a boyfriend or a girlfriend is posting about valentine's dates and presents and all this thing just know that it's a very intelligently woven construct meant to make you feel lesser at like lesser than you are right because it wants you to make you like it wants to make you feel as if you you don't have enough Mm -hmm. and it's a it's just a means to an end like it's just a means to you know capitalize on emotions just like america always does that with almost every holiday it's always a way to capitalize it's a way to sell more things so if you're listening to this and you don't have a partner and you feel kind of whatever and you try to laugh it off with your friends and say oh like i'm I'm spending valentine's day alone because a lot of people do that as a as a defense mechanism they like laugh it off just know that it's all bullshit you know, like even us, like like we we agree that it's just it's just oh, like it's just so corny to me. You know, like once you kind of open your eye and you and you view it for what it is and what society tries to, you know, make you feel and do, you know. Yeah. And and know. and also it's like it's like you said, right. They do it with Thanksgiving, right. It's a holiday to be thankful for your family. And then they they know you're going to buy turkey and then they know you're going to buy whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like the whole the whole meaning of the holiday is to just be grateful for whatever you have. Right. Yeah. 
and, and you should so, do that every day right and yeah. exactly like you don't need and same thing with christmas to show you're grateful give a gift to someone and so buy this right same thing with valentine's day oh you have a significant other and therefore buy these things to show them that you're grateful for them and then they even have like valentine's day for single people like they have like uh the i'm single hearts and whatever it's like it's like just like you said it's playing on people's emotions and and then and then liquor stores make profits on valentine's day for all the single people who We're just stay home and drink themselves sleep. right yeah and so it's like honestly you you make like you have to make with what you have and you have to make like every day count, count and not just these like I honestly don't even treat like birthday, like my birthday or any holiday, like something super significant, you know, or, or special. it's it's just to me, like the older I get, it's just another day. Yeah. Like and it should it should just be that it should it just should be, be a day of reflection, right. a day of, like inner contemplation rather than just then then right revolving it it all around like these like material things like oh look this girl's getting like roses and i'm not and and what like how does that define my worth and whatever and same thing on christmas like oh look these people are getting like like new iphones and and all i got was this it's like you just have to stop drawing comparisons because like that's that's honestly gonna that's the epitome of self-destruction it's like comparing yourself to someone else comparison is the thief of joy there you go and with that and now we end it and (laughs) And that's the statement for the day and that's the end of the podcast um if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe uh to the show on either spotify uh through anchor you can actually access all of the different platforms uh we're available everywhere podcasts are available if you're watching this on youtube uh leave a like comment below what you think uh rate the show help us out help us boost the algorithm of whichever platform it is that you're on and much love always and as you always say peace to the world all right peace out guys it's monday